0: How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your path into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Hey Alyssa, it's Sam from Engineer Education. I was wondering if you could kind of talk to how you transfer from summer mode into back to school mode when it comes to your business. I feel like over the summer, I finally got a hold of how to do everything from creating and marketing my products to working on my blog, my email list, working on Instagram and Pinterest. And now that school is back in session, I always have grading. I have new content I'm creating for my classroom, which I would love to put on TPT. But by the time I get back home, it's family time and grading time. So I'm just struggling to balance it. While still giving my passion, the time I think it deserves. Any tips? Hi, Sam. I'm so glad you asked this question because I am in the exact same boat. It's time to go back to school. The time is here. Summer is ending. And I don't want to neglect my business. I don't want to lose all the work that I started over the summer. And frankly, I am just not ready to go back to school. Once I am back, I know that it's going to be a real downtime for my business because I'm going to have all the meetings and, you know, open house, back to school night, getting my kids lunches ready, shopping for all the school supplies and all the clothes, get their hair cut, everything else that's going on with school and just getting back into that routine is going to suck up most of my time. The worst part about our situation as teacher side hustlers is that the time that we need to be more relaxed in our business so we can focus on school and family, that's the exact time that we need to be selling in this business because teachers are looking for back to school items, professional development, resources related to getting back into the school routine. So for a lot of us, September or end of August, it's back to school season, the season of having big hopes and dreams, plans for the upcoming school year, and that's the time that our businesses are expected to kind of ramp up a little bit because everybody is back to school and everybody is in need of those resources for their classrooms. So then, shouldn't we have done all the things over the summer? Shouldn't our online stores be perfect and our marketing be exactly where it needs to be and shouldn't everything be ready because that's what we intended to do all summer, But all the things we wanted to do over the summer are not done. I hope that's not just me. And now September is here and it's time to focus on our classroom. So what do we do with our business? Do we just let it go? Do we drop it? How do we keep going when we're expected to be doing all of these things with school? With all of that being said, I just want to say first and foremost, and I told the Teacher Hustle crew the same thing. It's just to give ourselves some grace. If you didn't finish all the things that were on your summer to-do list, if there are a million more things on your list to do, that's okay. There will always be something more to do in your business, and that's what makes you a great entrepreneur. But give yourself the gift of September. You are not going to finish all the things at this point that you needed to do for back to school season when it comes to your business. The time is over. Whatever you accomplished on your to do list, you did, and whatever you didn't accomplish on your to do list for the summer, you didn't. And there's nothing you can really change about that now. So I would just encourage you to focus your time on the next quarter, the upcoming quarter, and treat this really like the end of a cycle because it is so October November and December is the next cycle the next quarter so start setting goals for next quarter and really set yourself you know a holiday goal or Some kind of a goal that you just want to get to by December because the end of next quarter is December, so it's a perfect time kind of end of the year wrap up. Think of a goal that will be exciting for you to achieve around that time. There's no way that at this point you're going to achieve all your goals for back to school season. So just let it go. Give yourself that grace. Give yourself the time to just be in your classroom, be with your kids, get yourself back into the routine. Time to just. We're going to cycle through times of really heavy production and really being on in our business the same way we cycle through everything else in life, which means there has to also be a time of rest, time where we take in information, we get organized, recollect our thoughts, set goals, and start fresh. Without that time of rest and reflection, that's when burnout hits both in teaching and in your business and as a parent and all of those things. So give yourself permission to rest and refuel and your business will be stronger because of it. Remember, that's why we picked this wonderful world of a digital business, because we can focus on it when we have time to put pedal to the metal and when we're ready to give it our all, but other times we can pull back a little bit and give ourselves the space to breathe, and that's why we chose this. With that said and done and clear, we've given ourselves grace, we've given ourselves the gift of September, how do we move forward into October, November, December without losing our minds, because that's a busy time also. I just wanna say one more thing about September. If you are broke, (laughs) because it's the end of summer, I know how that goes, Like we don't get paid over the summer for those of you listening that aren't teachers. So sometimes the end of the summer can be a little tricky. If you were looking forward to making some quick money in September and you really wanna do that, that you can't let September go because you just wanted to make some cash and you wanted to hit your goals for back to school, I would encourage you to put your marketing efforts into anything that's really timely. So if you have something already created that is a back-to-school product or something related to this season, then I would encourage you to really focus your marketing around that. You probably already knew that, but sometimes just giving your permission to only focus on that, wherever your audience is hanging out, wherever you already have a presence online. This isn't the time of year to maybe be creating a new presence on a new platform. Just go where your audience already exists and use that as a tool to get the word out there about your seasonal products, and that'll give you a quick boost that you're gonna need for September. I get this question that Sam asks a lot. That's why I wanted to create this entire podcast. It's a question that I mull over in my own mind constantly. How can I run an online business that I love while still making time for a career and kids and my husband and myself and cleaning and just all the things that life has to offer? Um, Not that cleaning is something life has to offer, but it's something that needs to get done and all of these things on my to-do list. How can I have both? And here is the best answer I've found, and it rings true for every single part of my life. And the answer is systems. You need systems for your business. And The sooner you begin to implement those systems, the sooner you'll see growth and feel a sense of peace in your business. And you know that goes for everything, right? That goes for moming. It even goes for cleaning. If you have a system about something, if you take the time that you have for that task and you you use it wisely because you have a process in place, then you're going to use your time more effectively, which is actually gonna reclaim your time in the end and just keep everything balanced and running well. We know that, right? It's that's not news to you, that's not news to me. It's just that we don't always make the time to plan out those systems. Sometimes we just jump in and just start going at things haphazardly and then it ends up a mess. So while you're taking your break in September, give yourself another gift and that is a day to just get yourself organized. And this maybe is a weekend day. So on this day, you have some time to work, sit down and set up your systems for the upcoming quarter. I'm going to tell you all about how I set up my systems, but here's the thing. What I can tell you is that you need systems and they will help you. I can tell you about mine and how I do it, though I'm always changing. And you can listen to how other people get organized, but no one is going to be able to tell you exactly what works for you, what will work for you with any degree of certainty. You have to test that process out and figure out if it works for you. It's kind of like if I were going to try to teach you how to take notes during a student conference or for small groups in the classroom you've seen it done a thousand different ways ultimately you have to find what's going to work best for you so this day of organization though just taking a day where you're simply getting organized and goal setting and reflecting that's been life-changing for me I've been working on this project where I am typing up all of the checklists for every system in my business I keep my checklist in Google Keep. I'm a little Google Keep obsessed, but you could create the list anywhere in a Google Doc, in Google Tasks I know some people like. You could create it in a program like Asana or Trello. Create standard procedure lists for your business. So imagine you were teaching someone else how to complete a task in your business. Write that process out into a checklist for them. I have a checklist for how to schedule out a blog post and all of the stuff, the marketing tasks that come along with that. I have I have one for scheduling out a podcast and all of the domino effect things that need to happen once a podcast goes out. I have one for listing my product on TPT, a checklist of all the things I need to make sure that I hit along with I link up my templates and everything that I use on TPT. I have one for how to launch one of my products and just having those steps written out not only makes me feel organized, it helps me stick to that plan. And Also, the great thing about this is if I ever needed to hand one of those tasks over, I have a director of community in my business, and if I ever needed to give her a task, she's wonderful. She could probably figure it out on her own, but this checklist just makes it really streamlined for her and for me and for our communication. It's just so easy to do because the checklist is an explicit list of what needs to be done. When I'm having this organization day, I also make sure that I audit my analytics on all of the platforms I've been putting energy into. So don't go putting effort into a platform in your business and then not check back in on it. You, It's like, you know, you, you planted, here I go with my analogies. This one's just off the fly. I didn't have this one planned, but you, you plant a seed and you put all this effort into watering it and you talk to it and all all of the things that you need to do to grow a flower. But then you never look back to see if that flower grew. Well, how are you going to make changes? How are you going to adjust the soil? How are you going to give it more water? How is that flower going to grow if you're never checking in on it? You should be checking in on it all the time. Wow. That wasn't a bad analogy for on the spot. <laughs> so my point about that was that you've got to check back in on your business. So if my efforts for that quarter were really on my Instagram strategy, I need to make sure that I take a close look to my at my Instagram analytics and set goals around that moving forward. And another thing I make sure to write out on this organizational day, the third thing that I really spend time with are my goals, the tasks within those goals, and, you know, adding some a timeline to those goals. So in my 20s, I worked at the Gap Outlet here in our outlet centers. And although this digital business is far from the job that I used to do at the Gap Outlet, in some ways, I actually could stand to take some tips from my job at the Gap. I'm sure my manager, my old manager would love to hear that. So I would go into work, I was, you know, 22. I'd walk in the door, and my boss would say, okay, Alyssa, today, you know, you are in the fitting room today, and anytime anybody puts clothing on the rack that they don't want, you're going to put it back in the store, you're going to size it, organize it in, make sure the display looks good, then you're going to go back to the fitting room, you're going to do that all over again for your whole four-hour shift. So you have this four-hour shift in front of you, and you are just fitting room duty tonight. This is the thing that's missing from our... Our online businesses. You don't have a manager who says, hey, you know, here's where you're going to focus all your efforts for your upcoming four hour shift. You know, you have two hours, the kids just went to bed. Here's what you're going to do for these two hours. You don't have a manager telling you that. And I can't give you the gift of more hours in the day, and I can't give you the gift of a manager telling you what to do, but I can tell you how to use your time more effectively like a manager would tell you to. You need to be your own gap outlet boss because see, the problem is that when we sit down to work, nobody says, today you're gonna focus on your blog and don't do anything else today, Alyssa, because your job is to work on the blog tonight. The kids are in bed. You're all about the blog tonight. Nobody's telling you that. So what do I do instead, since I don't have a boss telling me that? I sit down, the kids are in bed, I've got my tea, I'm ready to work, I've got two hours in front of me, maybe three or four if I really stretch it, I go to Google Chrome and I click my darn email, right? Am I the only one? And then I'm down a huge rabbit hole of the most random things imaginable. One minute I'm working on my blog in one tab and then I'm writing an email in the next tab and then I'm making an Insta story about the email that I'm writing and suddenly I remember that I need to write my month of social media posts. I'm doing a thousand things at one time. There are actually 20 tabs open in my browser at all times and my phone is buzzing every 10 seconds and what I really need to do is say, okay, Since I can't create additional time and I have a couple of hours in front of me, I'm going to put this time into my business, two hours, nighttime, the kids are in bed, or maybe I'm going to do it in the morning before I go to school, but I'm going to set my tasks. I'm going to write them down before I start my shift and I'm going to stick to that. And I know, I know that's easier said than done because I struggle with this all the time. Even though I know I should be doing it, I am not great about doing it. My friend Lauren from Beyond the Bedlam, she's the queen of all things systems for teachers. She puts her phone on airplane mode so that she can't even get on it if she wants to. Now, that's what I need to do, but I don't have the discipline to do that. Sit down before you're going to work your two hours or your four hours or whatever you're going to work, even your 30 minutes, and write out everything you want to get done during that time. You might be thinking, but Alyssa, I have so much to do. My to-do list is five pages long. I spend the first hour just deciding on tasks and figuring out what I wanna do with my work time. So we're gonna reverse engineer that a little bit. So your to-do list won't be so overwhelming when we're done with this podcast. I'm going to give you a process, a system for how you can set a goal for next quarter and then how you can absolutely 100% achieve that goal. So if you're ready for that, keep listening. That's what I'm going to tell you in the second half of this podcast the first thing you're going to do is think about the upcoming quarter. I literally sit down quarterly and do this process. So our next quarter at the time of this recording, like I said, is October, November, December. Set a goal for yourself. And and this also comes from Lauren from Beyond the Bedlam. She's so good at this stuff. She suggests that we set goals that are exciting to us that aren't just, you know, my goal is to get my blog up and running. Well, that's a great you know, goal and aspiration. You do want a place to put your cornerstone content on the web. You do maybe want to start up your blog, but that's not really why you're here. That's not really why we're doing this. It's not why we have an online business to have a beautiful blog just to show off the beautiful blog we're doing it because we want to bring in extra cash and maybe you have an impact related goal but there's probably some some money motivation there there's got to be or you wouldn't be doing all of this work so let's let's get a little a little ambitious here. Let's think about the money. Let's make it a monetary goal. It doesn't have to be. But for me personally, I find those to be the most exciting. So I would love to take a little vacation, not a huge vacation, nothing crazy, just like a Friday, Saturday night, a little getaway for my husband and I around Christmas time or holiday time. That would be a good time. And I want to surprise him with it because I have really thrown myself into being a mom into my business, um, into my other businesses besides this one. I have never really been brave enough since we've had kids to do a weekend away without the kids and with just the two of us. We have done that here and there, but nothing that I went out of my way to plan, I would really love to surprise him. And the only way he would ever go for it and not be stressed out about it is if I were able to pull that money from the business. That's not money we would normally spend on daycare and diapers and all of that stuff. So I even think that I would probably wanna make sure and Lauren from Beyond the Bedlam, I know I keep mentioning her, but she's so good. She would also say this. I'll have to have her on the podcast, you guys, because she's got great advice. She would say, look up the details of the trip, set your babysitter set the date, get all of that stuff ironed out for your goal before you even start to work on reaching it so that those details are done and taken care of and you can't avoid that part of the goal that way. So I would set the date, get the babysitter, get that all lined up, and then once that goal is set in stone, some of the details are planned out so it's real, it's specific, it's achievable, there's a deadline, then my advice would be to work backwards from that goal. Figure out two to three tasks that you have to do to get that goal going what you have to do in your business, whatever you have to do to create that money, those are your tasks. If you want to bring that abundance to your life, what can you do today to start that? What can you do? What actions can you take? Maybe it's, you know, you need to get your blog up and running and you need to get your email marketing strategy figured out and ready to go. Or you need to really buckle down on creating your products, whatever it is you need to do to get to that monetary goal. Those are your tasks. So if your two main tasks you need to complete to get to that monetary goal are, you know, getting your blog up and running and email marketing, don't make it any more than those two or those three. Those are huge undertakings. There are a lot of tasks within that task. And you know, if you're anything like me, I go to a buffet, I fill my plate to the brim, I eat like the tiniest bit of it I never even touch the rest of the food. We don't want to do that here. We don't want to load up our plates to the brim of stuff that we think we can achieve. We don't want to set our task goals so high that we're not able to get it all done or eat it all. Make it easy enough that it's achievable. Totally simplify it. Because when it's simplified, when you keep it simple, then you feel that sense of achievement. And that's what we need sometimes. That's the exact thing we need to keep ourselves going. Next, take your two to three tasks, the ones you've written down, the ones that will help you achieve that goal. Goal and then break them down even further. My teacher hustle you crew has heard me say this one over and over again. You want to take those tasks and break them out into three columns and think what are the smaller tasks you need to do in order to complete the larger task. You might want to write this one down. What do you need to learn? What do you need to create? And what do you need to market? Or what marketing tasks do you need to complete to get there? So, learn create and market. Here's an example. If I was talking about I want to get my blog up and running to get to that monetary goal, maybe I need to learn the technology behind WordPress. So that goes in the learn column because I'm going to DIY it myself. And maybe I need to learn how to size my photographs in WordPress. And so that goes in the learn column. And I think, by the way, that the learn column is the one that we tend to forget, the most underutilized. We tend to forget that learning taking that time to get educated is the best way to do something. It's the quickest path to success. So don't skip out on educating yourself and being a lifelong student. It's the quicker road there. The long road is trying to figure it all out on your own because you're not stopping to do the learn. You're just constantly going, creating, creating, creating in your business, but not stopping to take in information that will get you there quicker. Onto the create column. Maybe I need to, for my blog, create some posts, some cornerstone content, decide on my themes. Maybe I need to really just do some copy, write that all out. And then in the marketing, it's the mundane tasks, right? Like the scheduling my post, scheduling social media posts and the things that go with them, that's all in the marketing column. And once I have that broken down into little steps, then I sit down to do my two hours at night or my one hour in the morning. And I can circle two or three of those little tasks that will lead to the larger tasks that will lead to the monetary goal. And I can even create a must do and a may do list from what I have in that session. And I can check those off or circle them. You want to be able to achieve some of those tasks in that time. You want to be able to check it off your list and have some success there. Don't put so many tasks in front of yourself during the work time that you're overwhelmed. Think about my job at The Gap. Remember, my job for that one shift was just the fitting room. The fitting room's not all that complicated. It was fitting room stuff all day only. I didn't need to do the fitting room and then bounce over to the register to check somebody out and then fix the jean wall. I was just focused on that one thing. That's batch working. And batch working would be taking an entire column of tasks. So let's say the entire learn column and just doing three of the tasks from within that column in one work session. And the benefit to that, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about this, is that you don't lose time shifting your mind and your resources from one task to another. So in the gap, if I'm working in the fitting room and my mind is on the fitting room all day, it's much easier than if I were to switch and start working up at the register because then that takes all the brain power and the mental effort that comes with ringing somebody out at the register and shifting back and forth from that from that to the fitting room. When you continue that work on a task that's related you can move at a quicker rate you're more effective and it would be like working on the learning tasks all at once or going to the create column and choosing two or three of those. But some people don't like to do it that way. See this is where systems like I can't tell you exactly what to do you have to find what works for you. Some people get bored doing batch working. So I'm not going to sit here and say you have to do batch working to have success. That's not exactly true. Some people actually work more effectively when they can do more of a block schedule. So they maybe spend the first half an hour learning something from the learn column and then they bop over uh, to the to the create column to change it up a little bit. They're creating something for another half hour and maybe they switch it up and they work on a marketing task for the last half an hour. However you decide to divide up your time is totally up to you, but my guidelines are give yourself grace, of course, go easy on yourself and make sure that you have focus Mini tasks, really break the goal down to check off your list each time you sit down to work. We all want that feeling of checking things off a list. It's like giving our kids stickers at school. It's amazing. A sticker to a kid, you'd think they just won the lottery. It's a dicker. It doesn't even have to be a scratch and sniff. It's because we like that feeling of accomplishment. It feels good to move toward our goals. As you, soon as you sit down to work, write all of that out in front of you so you can feel accomplished and ready to go. You're not thinking about all the things you didn't do in your business. You're thinking about the couple of things you did do that are going to move you toward your goal that aren't, you know, a thousand tabs open. It's so true that we are limited in time. Just like Sam said, it's back to school. There's not enough time. Like it's getting crazy especially as side hustling teachers, especially we've got a bazillion things going on. You only have so much time in the day to put toward your business. Just like if you were gonna work at the Gap Outlet as your second job, you could only go there after school or on a weekend morning. You have a limited amount of time you can work outside of school. So I want you to put in work into your business because I know it will pay off for you and you're going to get more bang for your buck this way, but I can't make any more time in the day for you. I can just tell you how to use that time more effectively. And that's what I hope to do on this podcast. I want to help you get more out of the time you already have, rather than trying to create more time. You don't need more time away from your family and your friends and the things you love to do outside of school. That's a great thing about our business. We can front load things when we have time to do it and the rest we can do when we are ready and we can rest when we need to. If you're really driven and you're really effective with your time and you're laser focused, you can totally get that blog ready for the next four months and never have to touch it again for the four months. And my point is, if you want to, you can front load things, you can be really purposeful with your time, you can be strategic and effective, and your time will be better used, you'll be less stressed, you'll be easier on yourself. Everything is easier when you realize you're exactly where you need to be in your business. And it's okay to be in a cycle. And it's okay to be in a time of rest. It's that exact time of rest that makes us more productive in the next season. Your students need you right now, your business will be there waiting for you when you are ready to work on it so Sam I want to thank you so much for this wonderful question and I am so glad that you asked it because I know it is on a lot of our minds and it's on my mind too during this back to school season I hope this podcast episode helps you get organized and get ready for back to school season here we go Thanks so much for listening to the Teacher Hustle Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. If you have a question for me about marketing, mindset, momming, or even life in general, really anything along the lines of anything that I talk about, you can send me a voice recording over at alissamcdonald.com slash askalissa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. No, I could never get those personalized pencils when I was in elementary school because I spelled my name with an I. Anyway. If you have a question and you send me a voice recording, who knows your question might be featured on the next podcast. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you back here next week.